0: Hello, all you lovely souls who revel in embracing life just as I do. This is Neerja Malik and you are welcome into my world of I Embrace. And what do we intend to do here? We delve into the many layers and shades of my life, exploring resilience, positivity, strength, and the inherent fun and laughter that lies deep within each of us. Interludes from my own exciting and adventurous journey, my personal battles. And victories that have brought forth innumerable lessons in my life. It is these learnings that I place on a golden platter with utmost humility for your personal consumption. My darling listeners, there is something that I have wanted to share with you, and that is that whatever I speak, whatever I convey, whatever I am, they'll say, straight from the heart, one-to-one, speaking about, are my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, my experiences, my knowledge, my awakenings, my embracing. And behind all this is immense gratitude to the Almighty God and the universe and to you people for giving me the opportunity to share myself and my beautiful life with all you beautiful souls. Thank you. So last time, I know that we shared a lot of how I got literally attracted and pulled magnetically into the field of education. And I remember I was pretty young when I did my B.Ed. in the R.K., Academy in Mumbai. I was the youngest (laughs) in class. And why I'm laughing is because the librarian, Miss Gokarn, used to keep candy in her drawer, perhaps to entice me into coming to the (laughs) library more often and to making good use or to benefit from accessing all the great masters who had written so much and all the subjects that go into training, a very, very eager, beaver, young, wannabe teacher. So, that was one aspect. The other aspect was that because I was the youngest, a lot of my classmates were my mother's best friends. And when I say best friends, I'll tell you why this kind of gave me a feeling of being trapped. (laughs) Why? Because as soon as I would enter the room, very, very respectfully, I would bow my head, fold my hands together, and to all my mother's friends say, Namaste auntie ji, namaste auntie ji, namaste auntie ji, namaste. Now once school was over and I call it school because for students it's a school even though you're learning how to be a teacher. So once this was all over, I and my gang would collect together and discuss where to go, what to eat. pele, puja, It happens automatically. And yes, with the process of elimination, we would cut away everything and decide on one restaurant. And then the next thing was, after that, how do we spend time? And I'm telling you, it would be the museum, but more than the museum, the Jahangir Art Gallery. And we would just delve into the lives of all the artists who were presented there. I remember once we tripped over a whole lot of paper and it was an exhibition on M.F. Hussain's works. We were so fascinated. We would delve into the minds of each of these artists and discuss it as if we were participating and we were the individual brain cells in their heads taking it to our heart. And then, of course, guess where we would end it all with? A trot to see the sea, the gateway of India. We would rub shoulders with a million tourists. And the highlight of the day, apart from the pigeons and the tourists and the laughter and the bonhomie and the camaraderie, would be the channa garam babu, all the singdanas, all the chanas we would consume to the best of our ability and then I would go home. And what would be waiting for me? Disapproving looks from my classmates who had come straight from college and were playing cards with my mother. And they would all turn to me, including my mother, and say, where were you? We've been here straight from college. So my dears, I always seem to get into trouble. I always seem to put my foot into my mouth. But all in all, it was a wonderful experience. So when I talk about teaching, I was a helper teacher first for six months and then became the fourth standard class teacher with all the subjects and all the students who refused to let go of me. Remember the lunch break story. It was very fascinatingly refreshing to be with these little kids. And you know why? Because one of those little kids was my nephew. And every time I entered the class, all the kids would say, Good morning, Chachi. Now this irritated their teacher so much. And she said, You cannot call Mrs. Malik Chachi. So finally, in the evenings, when I would go home to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's home, he would go running to his mama and say, Mama, can I call Mrs. Malik Chachi now? Now, these kids are so smart. We were in charge of the new arrivals, the new inmates, so to speak, and interviewed these little pre-nursery kids. Can you believe it? And we would have little cassette players. You remember those little cassette things with different sounds. And we would make these kids hear the sounds. And they would to say, aeroplane, doggy, cock-a-doodle-doo. All this was regular stuff. And at one point of time, there was a Jeep and the sound of a siren. No one could say anything, but this little kid looked at me and he jumped up and down in his seat and he said, Janta Party. All the teachers there said, This guy is, no, no, he's not school material. But you know something, I am sure that he got him. And why? Because of his power of observation. In those days, they were campaigning and jeeps with sirens would go through Kaff Parade and they would say, Janda Party, Party. And this little fellow picked it up. So this is what I did. I always seemed to be going (laughs) or swimming against the tide. (laughs) So all of them felt, oh, no, and I would say, yes, yes, yes. He's so intelligent, look at him using his power of observation. So kids were fantastic. Once I was showing them a book of all the soldiers of the world. So we came across this fully armored guy from head to foot. And I asked the kids, I said, what do you think this is? And one little pipsqueak of a fellow said, "Taklu Mama. And I said, what? (laughs) And yes, from his viewpoint, it was Taklu Mama because there was no hair on his head. He had an armor from the top to the bottom. This only showed his nostrils. I said, all right, very impressed. And then I showed them this golden-haired Saxon warrior. And I said, and who is this? And another voice said, Daku Mangal So imagine, I had so much fun. One day while I was teaching these little kids, I stood up, we were on a mezzanine floor. I stood up, I raised my hand, and I had beautiful long nails, and I put my hands up in the air, and tuck a sound came. My nail had been chopped off by the fan, and suddenly, all the kids surrounded me. I felt this rush of warmth, of concern, of compassion, and they said, sure, sure. A "Show, show, teacher, show, show." showed it to them and you know what their reaction was from hugging me and looking up at me, their reaction was no blood is bleeding and they went away and they left me in the (laughs) lurch so what does what do you learn from this you learn to laugh at yourself you learn the direct Innocence of a child, you learn to become the inner child. People keep saying inner child, inner child. Yes, this is how you become the inner child. When you realize the way they think, the way they assume things or forget assumptions, they'll directly tell you to your face what is happening in the world. Imagine the simplicity and imagine if we could do that all our life. Call a spade a spade. Don't beat about the bush. Don't cover your eyes with cotton wool. Be direct, be authentic, be true to yourself and to everyone else. Once I remember, I used to do a lot of recordings for the same nephew following whom the entire class would say, Good morning, Mrs. Malik, after having been admonished for saying, Good morning, Chaachi, happily. So I started recording. In those days, we had a video cassette recorder also started recording cartoons and things like that. And he loved Mickey Mouse. So one day I went with this videocassette to his house. He opened the door and without waiting for me to come in, he snatched it and ran in to tell his mother. When she asked who's come, he said, Mickey Mouse, showing her the video. Chachi was not important. It was the video of Mickey Mouse that was important. One day... The headmistress called me and she said, is everything all right in your house? I said, of course, and she said, no, you know what your nephew has said? He has said that his sister was trying to make a milkshake and that the electricity from the milkshake machine went right through her hand into her heart and she died. But I said, what? And I called up my sister. I said, is is everything alright? And she said, yes, why? And I regaled this story. Another time, the same nephew said, my father fell off from the fifth floor. But there was a sofa. So he landed on the sofa. I mean, talk about imagination true authenticity on one side and wild, righteous imagination on the other. You get confused. I did. Because he also went and told everyone when they had to write a little essay, few lines on my mother, he wrote there, she is not my mother, she is my stepmother. And I was asked, is that true? And I said, what rubbish. So this is how I spent those six months with these glorious children, laughing more at myself and at their antics. And we had such a blast together. And then, of course, the senior class, where my kids didn't want to leave me during the lunch that teaching carried on. When I came to Chennai, I'd had an eight-month stillborn and uh, I joined an orphanage as a volunteer and started teaching those children there. Teaching meaning I didn't know a word of Tamil. So I would talk to them in English and we would be enacting with our hands and I would take balls and balloons and all kinds of activity and slowly and steadily their English started improving then do you know what I did I started I converted all my activity with them to teach them English and they would say onion they would say moon spell it correctly m o o n moon o n I O N onion. And the next day, when they would come back, they would say, Yem, yo, yo, yen. Or they would say, yo, yen, yai, yo, yen. So guess what I did? I went to the people, the administrators who were very loving and caring and all embracing with those children and with so much of love and affection, those children. Orphans were made to feel that they were important little individuals and mattered to the world. So I told her, I said, You know, I teach them something, but their house mothers, uh, when they go to their rooms to do their homework, their house mothers give them the wrong pronunciation. So I approached the administration heads and I said, I would be very happy if I could please take special classes for the house mothers. And that is something very beautiful because they trusted me. And I had been told that the best English-speaking classes were the ones I taught and that ripple effect carried on because as those kids grew older they were given the responsibility of doing the homework and helping the younger ones. So you can imagine that when you manage with an open heart to figure out solutions that how we can make this world a better place How with a little bit of extra effort, we can put in much, much more. That's how the world goes round. And those are the things that I've learned. That it's one little thing, but if you do it with your entire being and you are receptive, then ideas automatically come to you to give you hints to give you the magical moments of how the same situation can be made better and better. And I revelled in these little magical insights that were given to me by God. Because yes, there is a power behind that moves us forward. And with that belief, you can change the world. Because what, is the most permanent thing in life. The most permanent thing is change. And what did Mahatma Gandhi say? He said, be the change. So, as hungry little children, we are open to the world. And if we are open, then these magical inputs from the universe spark into our lives and if we happily catch them as little fireflies or as little bits of lightning and we convert them from thought into word and into action and sit back and realize what a wonderful world this is so i feel so blessed and i bow down and i thank the almighty one and his abundant grace for all the things all the miraculous moments magical moments that happen in my life and i end with a note of immense gratitude to everyone and just say Thank you, thank you, thank you. I Embrace isn't just about my journey of conquering cancer. It's about embracing life in all its entanglement and beauty. Remember, in this journey of life, you are never alone. And I need to thank you for becoming a part of this inspiring journey. Thank you for joining me today on I Embrace and my heartfelt wishes. Stay resilient, stay positive, and most importantly, keep embracing life in all its glory.